Let's pray. God, you are holy. We are here, God, to worship you. Today we're also going to celebrate moms. But God, we're here to worship you because you gave us moms. That was your idea. God, thank you for all that you do for us, the things that we see and the things that we cannot see, the things that we ignore and avoid. God, thank you for who you are and for what you do. Thank you for Jesus. God, pray that you would be in the words of this message as we look at your word and as we, we talk about moms, God, that we would be able, be able to honor them. God, and uh, thank you for what it is that you have done in our lives with all of the moms and the, the women around us who have helped to raise us into becoming who we are. So, God, we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I was noticing at uh, first service, mom's got a lot of pull because it's fishing opener and there's a lot of husbands in the house this morning. So, moms, uh, my hat's off to you. Well done. <laughs> When we were kids, I remember <laughs> we used to, Mother's Day would come around and you're a kid and you want to do something for mom, you don't know what it is, you don't have any money, and eventually the complaint would happen, it was probably me, how come there's not a kid's day? And I don't think it would have been my mom, I think it would have been my dad, and dad says, every day is kid's day. Of course every day is kid's day. It's sad though that we've only got one day that we celebrate moms when you think about how much it is that moms do for us. And so moms, uh, we apologize for the rest of the days that we don't necessarily thank you because none of us would be here without moms. But today we want to celebrate you. You literally are the key to life. We wouldn't be here without you. Just plain and simple, that's the truth. I I read a sermon illustration a while ago. Uh, I thought it was pretty appropriate, so I'm going to use it. There's a kid, he's a grade schooler. He's going to be in his first Sunday school program at church. He had one line, just one line. You all know it. And he and his mom practiced and practiced and practiced. And it came time for the the Sunday school program. Places full of people, all these smiling, happy parents. And it gets to the point where the kid has to do his line. And so he stands up and he is all bold and ready and prepared. And he throws. He forgot the line. So he looks at mom who's in the first row and he kind of squints as she's trying to mouth out the words. And she says, I am the light of the world. And he says, yes, my mom is the light of the world. (laughs) Moms really are the light of the world for us and they deserve so much more than a day. But today we're going to say thank you. And I, I honestly wonder if God didn't give us moms as a way of helping us understand how much He loves us. It's kind of like God decided right away, very early on, when, when there wasn't even kids yet, He almost reached down and said, you know, I'm going to give you moms to help you understand how much I love you because God says right now you, you can't physically see me, but you can see your mom. And you may not, may not really hear my voice, but you can hear her voice. And in her love, you're going to understand my love because we know that God is real and we know that moms are real. And moms are such a great example of God's love for us. In the Bible, in Proverbs 31, there's this whole chapter that's dedicated to godly women and godly moms and what that looks like and, and who they are. <coughs> it's a great passage. It sets a pretty high bar and some of it's dated. It's kind of hard for us to understand. And oftentimes, husbands will say, you know, a church husband will say something about being a Proverbs 31 woman. I just want to make sure you understand there are 30 chapters in the book of Proverbs that talk about being a Proverbs man. And one chapter about being a Proverbs mom. Guys, we've got a lot of work to do. 
We should probably start by recognizing and appreciating wives and moms. And yes, I'm fully well aware that not every mother is an example of godly love. I realize that. I also realize that whenever we set aside a day like this, whether it's Mother's Day or Christmas or Resurrection Sunday, any day on the calendar, there's people for whom it brings up, whether sad or hurtful or angry emotions that aren't what the holiday is about, but they're very, very real for whatever the life circumstances that cause them. Mother's Day can be difficult. It can be sad. It could be that you're a woman who wants to be a mother, wants to have children, but have never been able to. That makes today a pretty tough day. It could be that you have lost contact with the child or you, you've been separated from one of your children and maybe it's because of something you said or did or maybe because of them or maybe it's just circumstances. It might be that you're mourning the loss of your mother. Something that will probably never completely go away. You're not going to forget her. It might be that as a mother you've been through the pain and the grief of losing your child. It also might be that your mother just isn't a good person. We're not supposed to say that out loud, but it could be that your mother is not a good person, that, that she's not the example that God called her to be as your mom. The fact is, there are women out there who have given birth, but who have never accepted the incredible responsibility of actually being a mother. They have children, but they've never been a mom. And if that's true, and if that's true of your story or of any of it, I'm sorry that that your story, that your history is a difficult one. But you know, there's still something for you today. There's something that you can understand in what God intended for a mother to be because God is still at work and God is still at work in your life. And either you can be the mother or parent that you never had or you can help someone else raising their kids because God is still at work. Talking about helping other people raise their kids, as I was doing some research this week, I read about something they've got in the United Kingdom, which I think is kind of cool. They don't celebrate Mother's Day. What I wanted to find out, is that just a U.S. holiday or is that all over the world? Do you know what they celebrate in the United Kingdom? Mothering Sunday. Not just for moms, but for any women who are out there who help raise kids. It's a great way to celebrate the village that raises all of us. But let's take a moment and celebrate godly mothers and the call and the responsibility that God's put on them. Because it is a call and it is a responsibility. Being a mother is a calling, it's a full-time job, and it's not always met with the love and the respect and the appreciation that's due a mom. Moms don't ask us to worship them, but I think they're okay with us celebrating them. I think they'd be okay with us recognizing what it is that they pour into that job of raising us. So let's take a moment and honor moms, not in a hallmark way, but in a godly way. And just as a preface... I'm one of those who's been blessed with a great mom. She loves Jesus and she loves her kids. And so I recognize not everybody has had that blessing and that privilege in their lives. But you know what? God loves us. God loves all of us. And even if it isn't our moms who showed us that love, there are other people who do. All the way back in the beginning of the Bible, Genesis 3.20, God's created Adam. Adam. All the animals are on the planet Earth. God's declared that everything is good. Adam is very good. And God realizes something, that Adam's alone, and God doesn't want him to be alone. So he, he has Adam go to sleep, and he takes a rib, and he creates another person, another human being. It says in verse 20, Then the man Adam named his wife Eve, because she would become the mother of all who live. In Hebrew, Eve is pronounced hara. It's not pronounced Eve at all. I suppose you can look at it and get those letters, but hava is Eve. It means life or to give birth. 
in the name of the very first woman ever created that walked the planet Earth, is part of the wonder that is in women as identified in her name. She who gives birth. Now, I know that this goes against the current social and political climate of America, and I can get in some trouble for saying this, and that's okay. But there's something tremendously wonderful and unique and beautiful about the way that God created women. And we've taken that and we've tried to turn it into something, well, anybody that wants to be can be, but no, in fact, that's not true. That isn't a part of God's order in creation. See, women are the ones who are and will continue to be the only ones who are able to give birth, which is what Eve says. They alone have the ability to live out the name of the first mother. Both of the meanings of the name Eve hold true today as much as they ever have. Giving life and giving birth, being life to children and giving birth to children. And I think America would do well if people could hold fast to the unique power and identity that God has given women. Not someone who wants to claim to be a woman, but truly a woman. See, we can pass laws and we can legalize whatever we want to, but if we're going to trust the science, and that's what we've been told over the last three years, right? <clears throat> we've heard it thousands of times, trust the science. <clears throat> then the science tells us that biological women and mothers, and that science in fact, are wonderfully unique and they have been blessed by God to do what men simply cannot do. Being a mother is more than identifying as a female who has a child. Being a mother is a godly calling. It's an irreplaceable position of blessing and responsibility. It's not something to be taken lightly. And the trouble happens when women have babies but don't want to be mothers. Because kids need mothers. That's what God called them to. Proverbs 1, 8 and 9. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown you with a chain of honor around your neck. King Solomon wrote Proverbs, and he understand, understood the order that God created the earth in. What God created Eve for. Not as a servant. Not as someone to do all the stuff around the house for Adam. No, he created Eve to be a helpmate, to be a partner for Adam. See, God's plan was that fathers and mothers work together in raising children in a way that honors God and honors the parents. See, one of the amazing things that, that moms do is, as wives, they also help to raise husbands as men who could love and honor God also. The Gospel of Luke in verse 19, chapter 2, has got one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Jesus has just been born. There's this celebration going on in the heavens and it's begun on earth. And there's this moment where he, uh, Mary just stands back and takes it all in. And verse 19 of chapter 2, it says, Mary pondered or she kept to herself these things in her heart. There is the soul of motherhood. Things that can't be spoken. Things that a, that a mother knows that goes beyond words. Feelings that a mother has that can't be described. Feelings that, that exist in the depth of their being that just simply go beyond description. The way that they love can only be compared to the selfless love that God has for us. You really want to be amazed, guys. If you still got kids in the house, just stop your wife sometime and ask her, what's she thinking? How does she feel? The response is some way or another going to come back in some way, shape, or form to she just ponders an awful lot of stuff in her heart that she's not quite sure how to talk about. See, when we read this passage about Mary, the mother of Jesus, we find out she had plans. 
She had plans to marry Joseph. She was uh, committed to him in a Jewish betrothal, which meant they were kind of married, but they weren't completely married. There was this time before the actual marriage ceremony. That's when Mary found out she was going to be a mother. She hadn't planned it. It wasn't something that she was looking for at that moment. It was probably something they thought about doing down the road. It wasn't what she asked for in certain. In fact, having a child at this state of their relationship, that would be scandalous. Uh, highly problematic, to say the least, and scandalous in a way that we don't really understand it. And yet, <clears throat> Mary's response is to gladly and gratefully accept the call and the responsibility of motherhood. God, if that's what you've called me to, then so be it. Let's make that happen, God. And so God did. And so the baby Jesus is born, and all she can do when she first sees him is to quietly sit back and the Bible doesn't say she said anything. It says that she pondered these things in her heart. What does it mean to be a mother? What does it mean to have given birth to a son? What does it mean to have, to have given birth to the Son of God? And I wonder how many times moms just sit back and have the time to quietly ponder what motherhood really means to them. Taking in the joy and the fears and the uncertainties and the responsibility and the multitudes of unknowns and the utter lack of guarantees. The host of pitfalls and problems. And yet they accept the responsibility and they dedicate their lives to motherhood. So we've got all these moms that have, have raised us. They've loved us without the thought of what it means to them, what the cost to their own life might be. We owe you a tremendous debt of gratitude. I met a young wife years ago, and her husband wanted kids, and she didn't. She didn't grow up in a very good family. And they had gotten married with the understanding that he wanted kids and she didn't, but they'd work it out down the road. And I said, why would you not want a family? We've got two girls. We just love our children. And she said, I think I'm too selfish. Well, that was an interesting answer. What do you mean you're too selfish? She said, I've worked really hard on this body and I don't want it to change. I've got a plan for my future. I know what I want to do for a job. I know what I want to do for a career and what I have and what I want to accomplish. And kids would change all that. I wouldn't get to do it. And I thought, but, but being a mom on top of all that is just like the icing on the cake. It's the best thing ever. I don't think I'm interested. They ended up having one son. It'd be interesting to go back and talk to her and find out how she feels about it now. She counted the cost and she said, I don't think having kids and being a mom is worth it. All of the moms who have had kids realize there's not a lot of guarantees, but you probably would go back and do it all over again. We owe you a debt of gratitude we'll never repay. Your love is the kind of love that we see from God when He sent us Jesus, His only Son, who became our Savior. David's life verse is from Zephaniah 3.17, and I think it so wonderfully describes God's love for us, but also a mother's love for her children. Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God will take delight in you with gladness. With His love, He will calm all your fears, and He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. When Mary took that, took that first look at the baby Jesus, when a mom takes the first look at her newborn child, love and grace and sacrifice, kindness, gentleness, patience, mercy, selflessness, all of those things describe God's love for us, but it also describes a mother's love for her child. 
So to all the moms that go through all of that stuff that we don't ever think about, thank you. See, God has been at work in you on our behalf, and we're eternally grateful to Him and to all of you. Now, if you're one of those people whose mom wasn't a great one, maybe you've got no relationship with her, maybe she was just downright terrible, an awful person. If she never accepted the responsibility of being a mother, but just simply had a child or more than one, maybe she just isn't a godly woman, she's never been there for you, please remember something, God is still at work. God is still at work in her world if she's alive. And while your mom may not have loved you like she could and she should have, God does and will shower you with that kind of love to overflowing like it talks about in Zephaniah 3.17. And the, the thing that you have now is you've got the opportunity to be for somebody else what you didn't have as a child. Whatever your relationship with your mom is or was, you've got a chance to have a living relationship with the living and loving God who gave himself to you. Moms are the most incredible example of God's selfless love for us. Moms don't count the cost. They jump to the call. Moms don't worry about what it's going to take in terms of time or taking away from their career or taking away from what they want and what they think about is, what is it that I can do for my child? Godly moms are an irreplaceable gift from God. So to all the moms out there, happy Mother's Day. To all of the women who are a part of the village who, is, who have raised all of us and continue to raise all of us, happy Mothering Day. All of those women who God has put in your life as a blessing who have helped you to grow as a child and to mature as an adult, whether they're your mother or it's just Mothering Day or Happy Mother's Day, think about who you would be without them. So moms, thank you. From the bottom of our hearts and for a whole lot of years of not appreciating you enough, thank you from all of us. Let's pray. God, thank you for moms. Thank you for the women that you surround us with in this this big village that we have in community, both in the church and in the world, who helped to raise us. God, especially thank you for godly moms. Thank you for moms who show husbands and children what it is to be the selfless love that you have for us. Thank you, God, for those moms who, who give of their time, give of maybe delaying what they would hope to accomplish in life or maybe changing directions altogether to raise children. God, it's a, it's a call and a responsibility that we can't begin to be thankful enough for. But as we stop, we thank you. Thank you for our moms and thank you for the women who you've surrounded us with who help to show us your love through their love. In Jesus' name, amen.